in your corner, saving one investor at a time, working for clients, not companies, all while bullyproofing portfolios, totally committed to sharing academic truths about investing, always representing Main Street and not Wall Street. It's your Sound Money team, and this is the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. Hello and welcome to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth, and we are a registered investment advisory firm. We are independent. We do work for clients and not companies. To receive your complimentary and personalized financial income plan, give us a call at 513-575-9654. If you're seeking advice on an old 401k, 403b, some type of employer-sponsored plan, even an NUA analysis, here's the point. If you're no longer with the company, then as a rule, your money should not be there either. So we can help you roll that out. Tax neutral IRA, take control of your money. 513-575-9654. Visit our website at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And our office locations, home offices in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. And Greg... Well, today we are going to discuss ways to help protect your retirement from a potential bear market. So here's a question for you. Have you insulated your portfolio, your investments for the financial phase of retirement? You know, the terms market crash, limit up, limit down are ones that investors became reacquainted with in the early 2020 uh, during that huge correction pullback, you know, called the, I guess, the COVID pullback. Thankfully, it was more of those uh, B-type recoveries where it went down, but it came steadily back up in a very short period of time. You're not always assured that that's going to happen. Certain economic conditions were favorable for that to happen this time around, but it's not atypical for a true correction, a true bear market as a trend to move through the markets for a much longer period of time. You know, they they do get better, but where does it leave you? Well, that depends on the financial phase of life. You know, prior to last year, It was back in 2008 that we had primarily been experiencing a bull market after that very large market, let's say market crash even uh, back in 2008, the the Great Recession. And those of you who lost a large portion of your money because of that 2008 financial crisis, well, you probably were distraught and uh, and you just you just wondered, oh, my goodness, what do I do? Where do we go from here? Does it ever get better? Will it ever be the same? Will the markets ever be good again? Well, if you stayed in the market since then, you've recouped those losses if you're equity based and recovered nicely and grew money. Imagine if you're the one that pulled out and uh, you stayed know, out and stayed out or you owned the bottom, you sold low and then you found some time after the fact, probably a little too little, a little too late to get back in at higher levels and missed a good amount of opportunity. What's twisted and sad about that in a way is that you already paid the price of the downside of absorbing and, and, you know, accepting the risk trade-off, but you failed to get the reward for the risk you'd already taken. That'll play out over and over again. With a proper plan, you'll be able to stand your ground uh, favorably and appropriately in the future as as such conditions will resurface. It's a matter of uh, when, not if. You know, being optimistic, well, that's a great quality when it comes to many aspects of life, but including investing and putting your money into the market uh, or really, again, anything in life. At some point, though, it's better to be realistic than optimistic. Now, if you're retired or you see retirement in your near future, are you willing to risk losing 30 to 40% of your hard-earned dollars in the stock market? 
Most of you emphatically answer no. And why? Because once you get to the stage of your life, you cannot afford a loss like that. So today we want to help you understand where you sit right now with your retirement portfolio and the risk you're taking. We also want to help you understand some of the, well, the many different ways and different strategies to help you protect yourself going forward with the key word in this being balance. Well, and something we'd like to add too is that our take on the recent elections would very simply be this. The markets really don't look at red versus blue. What they look at is more of the red versus green. That being said, you know, whether you wanted and, and had your candidate actually win the election, that's not the point. We're not endorsing one way or the other on this. We're certainly not endorsing, you know, Biden on, on the election outcome. What we are saying, though, is that the markets will recover. The markets will do just fine regardless of who's in the White House. They are not correlated to who wins the White House. I don't want to get into a political discussion here. I just want to just have people step away from the ledge. It's going to be okay. There's going to be another election in two years, another one after that, two more years out. So if you don't like what happened in this election, then vote differently next time around. Yeah, it runs much deeper than just political uh, sides. This is the market. The market's made up of global markets. There's 44 free markets, uh, you know, 43 others other than the U.S. Market values ebb and flow. And if there's a time relative elections and outcomes and Congress and budgets and blown budgets and, you know, economic consequences. Well, that means, you know, perhaps from a U.S. perspective, uh, shame us or uh, you know, we'll be lamenting and worrying and all that goes with it. But in reality, the markets are more dynamic and much larger in scope than that. At values will shift. They'll shift somewhere else. So as they do, appropriate actively managed strategies, as, as we embrace and provide, uh, will find the higher ground, the ebb and the flow, and find value for, you know, the reward for the risk taken by the investor. Decoupled, and as James said, not directly correlated to who's in the White House. And there are studies, and if you have follow-up questions on this, we'll prove it in the data itself, all the way back to the beginning of the markets, 1926 in the Dow and forward. It's interesting. But you know what? Don't get caught up in it. And we, we see and hear this a lot. Let's say you're out there listening to you know this station, pr predominantly conservative talk radio is where we find ourselves. And um, you know you look at yourself as conservative politically, socially, you know, physically, and um, you know, spiritually. And then you try to drag that conservative profile and drop it right on top of your investments. That doesn't mean you're conservative investments. Hey, you might be low risk oriented and there's uh, investments for you, but be careful not to do such things. And then uh, last note on you know election and forecasting, we can't project and forecast the future, but we can tell you this. It looks as though the next administration will bring in some targeted tax relief at certain classes of income at the cost and consequence of other higher income. You know, it's the same old playbook page from the playbook that we always see throughout political ebbs and flows. But uh, here's what can happen through subsidies and uh, targeted tax relief in the quote unquote middle class. We know middle class is typically not your best savers. So as this money and benefits and you know, lower taxation with more cash left in hand for that group of people, they're oftentimes going to just send it into consumption. Increased consumption leads to products and services sold, leads to corporate profits, profits and earnings drive markets. So there's all kinds of ways to look at this. Now, again, you might think, well, politically it stinks and economically there's going to be a, a other shoe drop. And you're probably right at some point. That'll just dictate we'll be investing from investor perspective 
in different markets and different opportunities. So please be careful not to get all frothy and hyperventilate and woe is me. You still have to live this life and live it appropriately. We want to be here to help you succeed on purpose through an ongoing balanced investment approach. It's that simple. It's a timeless truth. Are you just going to embrace it and succeed by it? Or are you going to resist it and hide in fear and crawl under a rock? And hey, if you're out there in a checking savings or money market or CD, you pretty much crawled under a rock because we've established you're a risk taker. You're going to lose about 3% per year against inflation alone. So $1 last year, still being a dollar today, you might think you didn't lose anything, but you lost purchase power. So now that we've identified you're willing to lose 3% year after year, well, let's find you a 3% risk investment that'll pay you maybe two to three times that over appropriate time for the risk taken. You know, there's all kinds of ways to look at this. Look at it optimistically, you know, chin up, uh, chest out, uh, smile on face. Let's let's proceed. James, some thought provoking questions. Yes. So are there some financial products out there that are protected from market risk? Now, to the degree of risk that they're protected from, we'll discuss that later in the show. What is the rule of 100 or maybe alternatively, what's the rule of 110? What, in the definition speaking wise, is a market correction? And how many have we had since 2008? When is the right time to start reducing the risk in your portfolio? And does investing primarily in dividend stocks prevent me or us, the collective we, from losing money in the market? How do you determine how much money should be in safe investments, safety, green money, how do you properly stress test your portfolio? When and in what sequence should I start drawing income from my market-based investments? And should I diversify more my portfolio to create maybe a better balance, a, a better blend of investments? And last and certainly not least, what type of financial advisor should I work with when it comes to investing for retirement? That's easy. Us, Brown Financial Advisors, your sound money team, right? Yes. Now, as many of you have seen the past year, the stock market's had some massive swings and momentum, let's call it volatility, which kind of breeds opportunity, uh, really. But when it comes to stock market, there are two key emotions that drive it up and down. And that's the good old fear and greed. It's human nature to have emotions. When it comes to planning, preparing for your retirement, uh, we need to find a way to take some of that emotion out and replace it with logic, uh, repeatable methods and processes. You know, that, that's important to have strategy, multiple strategies in the context of a plan, a balanced plan. You're younger and you're working, you're primarily focused on growing your money. But someday as you approach the ability to afford to retire, it changes. A bad month, a bad week, a 2008 can throw you off your axis and literally, uh, potentially destroy your ability to retire successfully. So what about when you retire? What if your money's invested in the stock market? Well, we'll go through another year like 2008. You better be ready for it. And then when we look at, you know, at this point, you don't have as much time and you don't have the ongoing earnings capacity to add new money to replace bad gone money. So instead of putting all the money in those, those accounts and drawing from them, we need to avoid the loss proposition on some part of your money you're not willing to lose that you can't afford to lose because you have a dependency on it for income and cash flow throughout retirement. Just some thoughts. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Call us, we can help. But stay tuned, you're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. 
Opinions expressed are solely those of Brown Financial Advisors and should not be interpreted as specific advice. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified investment advisors prior to implementation. Market-based investments involve risk and past performance is no guarantee of future results. Insurance-based investments offer guarantees based upon the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. All insurance, tax, and mortgage services are offered through Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors, LLC. Brown Financial Advisors and Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors are affiliated companies and may only transact business in those states in which registered or were otherwise legally permitted. All right, welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show at Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Worth, and we are an RIA. That means we're a registered investment advisory firm. We're independent. We do work for clients, not companies. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Visit our website at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Office locations, headquarters is Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. And Greg, where we leave off? Well, on this subject today, ways to help protect your retirement from a potential bear market. The question is, have you insulated your portfolio for retirement? Are you properly positioned, not in what Wall Street would have you be invested in and how invested, but a real advisory group, holistic, taxes, insurance, estate planning, financial management, investment management, uh, insurance solutions, uh, Medicare and health and gap health solutions, all in one. You know, the uh, financial service, I guess we're equal to the Mayo Clinic of Financial Services, and that's the position. You can get all your help here from financial fiduciaries who put your interests first, not the companies. Big difference, very big difference. So a balanced plan is what it's all about. So James, share some thoughts. We often see people come in, and this is this is when we first start meeting with prospective clients. They come in thinking that their money is invested a certain way, when in reality, it's not. They may think that they're in something that's more conservative, but really it's not. It's just a matter of we want to match people with their overall risk tolerance. So if you are someone who's your overall preferred amount of risk is more of a balanced, maybe 60-40 blend of your portfolio, then that's how you should be invested. If you're someone who likes to take full market risk, well, then maybe that's how you should be invested. But it should align with your overall risk tolerance, your goals, your time horizon, when and how you want to start taking income from your portfolios. So we want to help connect people with their money, with their investments, their appropriate amounts of market risk. And yes, everyone is somewhat different. Some people have a, a higher risk tolerance than others. Some may be willing to lose a little bit more or at least have the tolerance for the possibility of market losses. And others, it's going to spook them and have them staying up at night with the stomach gases churning because, hey, my account value went down today. You know, once again, the bottom line is you need you, the collective you, the individual collective you need to understand how and why your money is invested the way it's invested, and what could happen in a potential market correction or crash. That's why we encourage you to come into our office for a complimentary consultation. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Call us, we can help. Yes, we'll do a complete portfolio review. And what will happen is we'll analyze all your current investments, look at them inside out, like an MRI, if you will, and uh, look at the spreads, fees, and margins, and loads, and internal costs, plus whatever costs you're aware of from the advisory firm you might be with. And you'll oftentimes find that things are owned redundantly, very ineffective, inefficient, and um, it's just not a good place to be. Market goes well, you're not doing as well. 
yeah, market goes bad, you're doing worse than your neighbors, friends, and family because you're owning the same things over and over again. And when it goes down, it all goes down because you own too much the same thing. You know, one of the, I'll use the word scary, scary things we run into in terms of investor personalities when we do see people is the two extremes, overly conservative and overly brave and exuberant because let's say this, this uh, potential investor has always invested all in the market. They're comfortable with the equities market. They're comfortable with risk over time. They know markets come back. But what's scary about that is that they don't realize those rules have changed in the financial phase of retirement. Just because you're brave enough and you're seasoned enough to take all equity risk and own all stocks and no safer forms of money, fixed income, bonds, or uh, fully insured annuity accounts, doesn't mean you're going to succeed. You're probably statistically, depending on if you just have an amazing amount of wealth where you can get a lot wrong and still uh, end up right. What's scary about this is sequence of returns. You get hit with one or two bears, bear markets early on and go backwards while taking your money out too for cash flow. You can end up in a spiral that can set you up to run out of money before running out of life. And it wasn't about you being brave enough to take equity risk. It's the equities market at this financial phase of life, the stock market, it's ups and downs. The downs can check and checkmate you into a place you don't want to be. So you got to drop a lot of the, uh, well, the, the conception you have of investing as you enter this new phase, because a lot of those rules do not apply successfully. You know, in our, our economy today, we see markets continuing to rise. Will we? Maybe until they don't. Right. Is there a market downturn on the horizon? Always is a bear, a bull a bear, a bull, or is it a bull, bear, a bull? You know, what sequence? The average bear market lasts about 15 months, not like this V-shaped recovery we experienced in 2020. An average decline in stocks is 32%. Would you be willing to take that kind of hit during your retirement years, especially if you need to withdraw money from it for cash flow purposes? You know, some of you, you may not be willing to risk losing that amount for any extended period of time. You might be the other extreme where you're too safe, too cautious, and you're losing the battle against inflation over time. A balance the plan, a balance attack will have, you know, some portion of your money in fully insured, protected money, can't go backwards, can participate in some of the market's upside, can have income riders, you know, that have some cost to no cost, uh, no advisory fees, by the way, on this type of money, but the guarantees not to go backwards and some form of guarantee for income for life for the rest of your forever. That's pretty good stuff. You know, pensions becoming less and less common. They're still out there. So your Social Security money plus any pension equals some amount of monthly cash flow. Well, if you need a certain amount minus the amount you're getting, you have what you call a gap. And, and be careful for pensions, footnote. According to Wilshire Consulting, about 65% of pension funds holding uh, holdings out there invested in equities. And those managers, they're kind of counting on returns averaging 7% per year. We can't count on things like that. And if, if it doesn't work out that way and there's a bear market that's extended or on average a couple of years subpar performance can change the outcome. It could affect the solvency of various pension plans in the years to come. So we want to plan accordingly, plan conservatively, and factor that into your balanced attack. And one way of doing that is to stress test your current portfolio. That means for those of you getting closer to retirement or already are in retirement, now is a good time to start coming up with some type of a game plan to help preserve and protect your retirement nest egg. So how do we suggest you do this? Well, first of all, it's a good idea to start planning for the worst and hoping for the best. Now that sounds a little bit scary, but you know, we mentioned earlier, it's great to be at least somewhat optimistic, right? But when it comes to your investments, maybe it's better to be realistic. So how do we plan for the worst? 
Well, the first thing we suggest you do is to stress test your current portfolio, just like you would do with your health. So a stress test, you know, did you pass or did you fail? And it's the same way with your financial life. In order to come up with a solid game plan, you need to figure out your overall picture now, then see what changes may need to be made. And our PAR process allows us to stress test your portfolio. That means what's actually inside of it. When we look at how many brokerage accounts you have in each custodian, how many positions you own in each account, how much income you need from your investments, how's your portfolio's risk balanced with your potential rewards, do you know the fees, the expenses, redundancies in your brokerage accounts, the overlaps? How could all these affect your portfolio's long-term results? And yes, the PAR process does create, helps us to create a detailed account of your investments, an objective accounting of organizing your portfolio, which may make it easier for you to comprehend. So all too often when we see people who are not invested according to, with their risk profile, the PAR process helps to solve for this equation. And we find that people won't stay true to their risk tolerance, which is also a problem. Own your risk tolerance. Good, bad, ugly, positive markets, all alike. It will prove your return, your average rate of return that's targeted in your plan. And that's a good approach. And, and this, this process, first appointment is find out things about you, get the information, do full analysis, come up with recommendations, a, a comprehensive plan, and, and then have you back to share that with you. Complimentary, no obligation. So you can have the right information to make the best decisions possible. So that's complimentary. All you need to do is call, invest a little time in us. We invest a lot of time and resource in you to get you to a position of knowledge about this financial phase of life and how to win on purpose. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Call us, we can help. But stay tuned, you're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth, and we are an independent RIA, Registered Investment Advisory Firm, working for clients and not companies. And it really does all start with the plan. That means having a plan, knowing what you own, why you own it. So whether you're seeking advice on an old 401k, 403b, IRA rollover, investment strategies, retirement planning, income planning, tax planning, social security maximization, maybe a Roth conversion analysis, NUA analysis, all those things and more we can help, 513-575-9654. Our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com, email team at brownfinancialadvisors.com, and our home office is in Milford. We also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. And Greg? Well, James, there are people out there listening, no doubt, that are confronting buyouts and sliding into retirement on a voluntary or maybe even an involuntary basis. Uh, through the changes post-COVID and the market doing what it's done and people increasingly working from home, as people become more uh, fully employed in the workplace, we're hearing that companies are reevaluating, resizing, uh, letting some work at home, convert to part-time, maybe consultants, and offering buyout packages from some of the large companies. You know, it could be a Kellogg's, a Cincinnati Bell, a GE, uh, a P&G. Just whatever your situation is, you confront financial decisions and forks in the road, give us a call. It all works towards even today's topic, ways to help protect your retirement from a potential bear market, how to insulate your portfolio for retirement. You know, for a large majority, people come in with most of their money sitting in the stock market at what we call equities risk. That makes sense when you're working and you want your money to grow, 
and for it to have the opportunity for growth. But probably it'll need to stay in the stock market mostly during the accumulation phase. But as you transition to distribution and preservation and you know living off of your own money for the rest of your forever, it changes. When retirement approaches, it's likely time to start reducing the amount of market risk in your portfolio and finding out a balanced approach to various solutions, uh, fully insuring some part of your money that, that will not be exposed to risk that you'll have dependency upon and only leaving the money you have less dependency upon to do the battle against inflation and to grow and you know exchange risk and return over longer periods of time, again, because you have less dependency on it. And one approach is to look at the rule of 100, the, or even the rule of 110 if you lean a little more aggressive. Now, what, what are we talking about here? The rule of 100. You know, it's 100 minus your age, okay? If you are 60, 100 minus uh, 60 is 40. Well, 40 may be the amount that you can have appropriately at risk in stock market. And the 60 would be more for preserving and providing cash flow and guarantees of income, more of the safety side. That's just a, you know, a, a rule of thumb. It's not an absolute. So when we stress test a portfolio, it allows us to not only see how much risk someone's taking, but how much they could stand to lose if the market were to have another huge drop like a 2008 or March 2020. The second thing the stress test uncovers are fees, fees that you're paying you're unaware of. The total cost of ownership is what counts, not just an advisory fee or what you believe are the cost. What are the actual cost? We'll be able to share your current investments, total cost of ownership and compare that against what we would be recommending and propose as a solution. So uh, you, you may be saying and thinking that your advisor is charging a 1% and that's it. Well, once we look at the total internal costs plus those costs and the inefficiencies of redundancy, we can arrive at a total cost of ownership that might actually startle you to where if you're standing up, you'll find a seat immediately. And you'll find that we're very economical and holistic and can provide more services at lower costs. And that matters over time. Costs over time can become quite a factor of you sharing your retirement with some third party or company, living off what you live giving the rest to some company and really the company type solutions that you might be utilizing currently are, are taking money away from your future beneficiaries. You're splitting your retirement with some company in wall street, uh, brokerage firm, investment banks, uh, insurance agents. I mean, uh, variable annuities come to mind. If you have a variable annuity race us to our office so we can analyze that and show you what's going on. Just had one, uh, yesterday, well, actually, he's analyzing too a joint account and an IRA for him, and it was it was almost four percent annual cost. They're only making two to three percent per year, and they were going to spend about three percent of it annually in retirement. So, if the cost were four and they were going to spend three, after all, it's their money. They should be able to use it, right? They were sharing more with the company, and they had no clue of, than they were sharing for themselves leaving little to nothing for beneficiaries. If you think about it, there's only so much to go around, right? Just some thoughts. Well, let's talk more about that for just a moment. When you say, and this is maybe the, for the investor out there who's looking at, why would I purchase a variable annuity? Okay, so what are what are the benefits, Greg, of a variable annuity versus, you know, when we say the features and the benefits and the pros and the cons, there are maybe a couple of benefits of something like this, but at what cost? Yes, uh, good point. What what it's positioned to be to look like a benefit that we find oftentimes is oversold and under delivers is guarantees of income. 
There's another guarantee of a death benefit being your original investment. Let's look at that. Let's say I put $100,000 in most any variable annuity. Well, it's going to go and be invested in mutual funds, not just street-based mutual funds that are lean, mean, and clean, like an S&P 500 ETF. Now, it'll be a mutual fund that they've built under the company's name and put in an S&P 500 and added an additional layer of spreads, fees, margins, and loads. And then they wrap it with insurance at additional cost. And the advisor might charge a fee too. So it's just layered miserably. Now, some of those benefits perceived. Guaranteed income. We can get you guaranteed income without a fee, without a rider cost, much more lean and clean, okay, where you're not sharing a bunch of money with some company, okay? The income is what people focus on often too much and not the underpinnings of how it's invested and the cost of that investing. So they'll get their income, but their actual account value withers away through layers of cost and get beating out their beneficiaries in the end. And um, this thing about guaranteeing your money back, the death benefit, well, again, if I put in 100000 and um, the market pulls back and I'm invested in these mutual funds inside the variable annuity and it pulls back 20%, I'm down to 80000 and then I die, well, the insurance company supposedly with some of these benefits, will pay the original 100000 back. Well, if you've started withdrawing and you've done RMDs because you had to, or you turned on an income writer for income for life from one of those variable products, uh, you'll pay for that death benefit, benefit for the rest of your life, but it'll no longer pay you. It's turned off. That benefit is done once you go into withdrawal phase. These are things we uncover all the time. People are not aware of, and they should be, because when you're fully retired, you only have what you have. Again, you're not adding money to it. So it's got to last. Costs matter. Returns matter. Guarantees matter. On the part of your money you're not willing to risk, well, let's make clear that you're not willing to risk it to unnecessary costs either. Please understand total cost of ownership. Please allow us to assess where you are and show this to you. Again, no obligation. Well, I think the perception, too, is that people are buying a form of life insurance when they're really not. And at the very least, when there's the, that little asterisk that's attached to the death benefit that says, well, under certain terms and conditions, you do get this particular benefit. But usually those terms and conditions are not met. They almost cannot be met depending upon the tax status of the account. So here's, here's the point about people who are contemplating or already are in a variable annuity. It goes like this. If you want to be invested in the market, and we feel like most people should be invested in the market. We'll maybe discuss about the, the amount of market risk that you're taking, but you want to efficiently invest in the market. You should not be paying three to 4% cost. This is like saying you're going to hire a brokerage firm. They're going to charge you a three to 4% annual fee. Most people would look at that and say, no, I'm not going to do that. That is ridiculous. That's the point. You should not be paying that type of fee for this type of investment. Then on the other side, so yes, market-based investments, separate that out, efficient, mean, lean, and clean with your market-based investments. And then separately buy insurance if you have the need, the want, the desire, or the features and the benefits are something that appeals to you for the benefits of insurance. So once again, with the insurance, lean, mean, and clean, efficiently investing in the insurance. Yes, let your market investments be just that. Let your insurance be just that insurance. And there are fully insured investment accounts, if you will, uh, fixed index annuities. You know, not all annuities are bad. We don't care much for variable annuities for a host of reasons. And there are some fixed and fixed index annuities that may not be appropriate for you either. But there are some that are 
by design, according to your plan, with the right part of your money doing the right thing according to purpose of money that can provide some stability, safety, and guarantees of income without annual fees. You know, they're out there. You just need a financial fiduciary as your tour guide to make sure you get on the right train to see the zebras in the zoo. You know, it all matters. Look for a financial fiduciary who's holistic, not just a fiduciary, but a firm that's holistic in all of these concepts. Because working together, you get synergy and exponentiality geared towards success. The concept is like giving your investment a job title or job description. So if you are investing or want to have an investment that's designed for current income, that's differently invested typically or should be differently invested than one that's designed for future growth. So the current income versus the future growth, those are just different ways to invest. But we're going to pick up on that where we left off. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show. Brown Financial Advisors, I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Morth, and we are a registered investment advisory firm. We are independent. We do work for clients and not companies. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email, team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. And Greg, where we leave off? Well, Take us through some of those concepts of solving for income, since we talked a lot about it around it. Well, this has a little bit to do with math, perhaps budgeting. But once your portfolio has gone through a stress test, the next in line should be to solve for your income in retirement. It's all about the cash flow, meeting your monthly, sometimes even weekly, and annual needs. Now, when you're still working, of course, you still have the, the accumulation phase where you have money coming in from your job, your wage income, and you don't really maybe have to or need to plan for income or solving for income. But once you get to the retirement phase, income becomes more fixed. That means planning ahead is much more important. That means you need to also look at how to maximize your benefits from things like the Social Security program. Yes, it is, by the way, yours. And if you can maximize your benefits, then that means that's less you have to take out of your nest egg to then pay for or to solve for the income gap that may potentially occur. So the first thing you need to do is figure out the different income sources you actually are receiving. So let's say that you are old enough to be drawing Social Security. And in this case, you're lucky enough also to have a pension. So to make the math easy, let's say that those two sources add up to $4,000 a month. Now, the next step is to figure out your expenses. Your inflows, also your outflows. So think about your mortgage, if you have one, your car payment, if you have one, insurance, all the different forms of insurance, groceries, food, utilities, entertainment, whatever it may be. Once you figure this out, you then need to see if there is an actual shortfall, if there's a gap. That means if your income sources do not cover all your expenses, well, how do you then cover those expenses? So for this same scenario, Let's say that your expenses, in this case, comes out to $5,000 a month. So remember, you have $4,000 coming in, $5,000 going out. This means you have a $1,000 a month shortfall. This is when we need to start figuring out ways to solve for that gap. Now, some people may draw from their investments. 
Others may want to explore other options such as annuities, which can create lifetime income, not only for a single life, but also for joint payouts, the husband and wife team, for example. Either way, it's important to come up with a plan to solve for your income needs in retirement. When you look at ways to fully insure the income for that gap, let's say that 12,000 a year, thousand a month gap, uh, plus factor in little inflation over time. Well, when you use a fully insured uh, approach, you're going to be guaranteed that income for life. So you've solved for the gap on a I know so basis. And we call that green money. I know so. Yellow money is managed money as compared to what most people have red money unmanaged. We want to get the red out and, and either complete it with yellow managed money in the market, a, a balance between fixed income bonds and, and, uh, and securities or stocks, uh, equities, and then some amount of green money, you know, money in the bank, uh, checking savings and money market CD. Those are losers against inflation, mind you, or uh, fully insured fixed index annuities where it links to a market index, you know, S&P, Dow, NASDAQ, and proprietary index to these indices that if they go up over the course of a year, you participate in the upside. If they go flat or down, a zero is your hero. You don't go backwards. And if you have the income rider paying that guaranteed income for life solving for your gap, you know, while you have a pulse, you have a pension, you have a payment, you have a paycheck. It's like a self-funded pension. It's like an extra social security check in the household for the rest of both of you forevers. Now, what do you do with the rest of your money? If you use so much to get this guaranteed income, cash flow for life, and you've solved for your gap, well, you're, you're rather free to do about anything with the balance of your money for growth. Okay, you wanna be prudent, so we apply your risk tolerance. We might apply the rule of 100, 100 minus your age, uh, leaves the amount that would be sensible in market risk, and then adjust it for that risk and invest in the stock market. Um, you can do so because you don't have dependency on it. Remember, you solved for income. So there are ways to do this appropriately that, you know, Wall Street doesn't want to do it. You, you take a product and fulfill a need where there's no ongoing fee. That's not their business model. They want a fee from you until you either die or fire them. Okay, that's that doesn't mean it's right for you, but sure good for them. Well, let's not worry about them. Let's worry about you. And let's remove the worry and put in constants, some certainty. In our process, we start with diagnostics, right? We're going to diagnose before we treat. We'll discuss your future goals and concerns, review your current plan and financial situation, prioritize your financial objectives, then have you back to share the treatment plan. Okay, no cost, comprehensive review, leading to recommendations, reports, and analysis to, to empower you with good information to make good decisions. No obligation. Our team will recommend an appropriate strategy or strategies and plan and approach to accomplish your goals. We'll implement your customized plan if you like what you see. We'll provide timely updates uh, in events. You have your portfolio talking to you each month, telling you what changes it's doing by strategy and why. You know, it's going from this to that. You'll see trade confirmations that actually make sense. Instead, you're wondering, what are these people doing to us now? Okay, so we'll provide the timely information and monitor your ongoing progress and ongoing on an ongoing basis. You know, when we're helping with taxes, investments, estate planning, financial planning, uh, and insurance uh, consultation all brought together, we're helping you in each of these areas. And on an ongoing uh, basis, we'll tackle a different subject, you know, keeping you from being overwhelmed with too much at one time. So our role is to give you clear and balanced information, present the pros and cons of every idea that's discussed and impact it would have on your future. Then your role, it's simple, to choose which direction you wish to go. Their job is to give the feedback as a clear yes or no with each step taken. So, James, some thoughts there maybe on their services or any other things you want to throw out there before we wrap up today. So the different ways that we can help starts with the financial planning, starts with investment management, 
And then it also involves in the retirement planning. So some of the retirement planning concepts do include not only consultations about your insurance. So your, your version of health insurance typically in retirement is Medicare. What type of Medicare plan it best is suited for your needs? For some people, it's Medicare Advantage. For others, it's maybe a Medicare supplement. You know, it's Michael, the teeter-totter of, would you rather have an insurance coverage plan that has more comprehensive coverage that pays those out-of-pocket expenses? And there's a certainty of not having to choose the insurance maybe over your medical providers. You know, what doctors participate in what particular networks one year versus the next. With the Medicare supplement, you don't have to worry about that. Nationwide, any doctor, any provider who takes Medicare is guaranteed to take your Medicare supplement insurance. That's one of those peace of mind certainties that people enjoy. Yes, enjoy when it comes to the retirement. Now, on top of those types of plans, there's also the social security maximization, especially when there's a husband wife team that's at stake here. When we look at maximizing the individual, the collective benefits, the collective benefits can include not only the spousal planning options, and then at the end of our days, it's the survivor benefit options. But for those who've had perhaps children later in life, there's family benefits to look at. You know, dependent children can draw benefits off of the work record of one of their parents. That's very important when it comes to the retirement planning is how does that incorporate into your overall income plan? A lot and, of concepts there. I mean, long-term care planning, how to prepay taxes for your estate, not knowing the future of taxation. Um, Roth conversions, doing analysis, five-year, 10-year approaches to see if you can wrestle your money away from Uncle Sam and get it into the tax-free category, more tax efficient. Yes, legacy, estate planning. It's not necessarily what you make. It's also what you get to keep that really matters the most. When we look at the gross versus the net, it's a concept also of people who are in business for themselves. When you look at your gross income, that's nice, that's all fine and well, but also the bottom line still matters because the bottom line is the bottom line. What was your net? What did you get to keep? Yes, pay your fair share to Uncle Sam, but don't tip him too. That's one of our most, I'd say, the common sense approach to how tax planning should be done is, how do you maximize your benefits? How do you maximize and also looking at your investments and your how does it affect your taxes? All those like spokes in a wheel, they all fit together. Yeah, in a financial phase of life where you're on a fixed income, a dollar saved, a dollar you didn't pay on taxes unnecessarily is more money in your wallet and purse. You know, contact us for a second opinion on the health of your wealth. Complimentary, no obligation, very, very informative. You'll enjoy the process. Whether it be... And, and this is the color of money concept. So the red money versus the yellow money versus the green money. Not everyone, it's not a one size fits all. It's not a one age fits all approach. Everyone is at least a little bit different, a little bit unique. You know, normal is just a setting on the dryer when it comes to how we should look at what's normal versus, you know, otherwise. So red money, whether it's be the stocks, the bonds, the mutual funds, the ETFs, REITs, variable annuities, unmanaged market accounts, that's the red money. We want to get the red out, get you over to yellow, professionally managed, even if that's how you want to invest. Also, there's the safety, the green money approach. Those could be fully insured, have many features and benefits that you cannot get otherwise, including long-term care potential benefits. Go to our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Look for the color of money, Comra evaluation. That, that's just a questionnaire. You'll get your color money score, and it'll make more sense to you as you do that. And our... 
Fund and rent the office, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. And on behalf of Greg, myself, James, thank you for listening today. Have a great week. And remember this, sound money, where good things are believable, achievable, true for you, and we do work for clients and not companies.